This is the Coffee Commune podcast, where the coffee community comes to collaborate, showcasing today another of our Coffee Commune members. Enjoy. Hi, welcome to the Coffee Commune podcast. Uh, my name's Rehan Isat. I'm the general manager for International Coffee Traders. I'm another one of the hosts on the Coffee Commune podcast. Today, joining me is uh, Joel Farrell. He's the director for Coffee Bags Direct, a business that specializes in all kinds of stuff from packaging to merchandise, not just Australia-wide, but global as well. Please make sure to listen to the end because he's got an awesome deal for members of the Coffee Commune. We've got some cool stuff to talk about, so away we go. Joel Farrell of Coffee Bags Direct, thanks for joining us on the Coffee Commune podcast. Pleasure to be here. We've known each other for quite some time now. Aside from from working together and you're a member of the Coffee Commune, mm, mm. we've probably known each other since, what, 2012, Six, 2013? I think, right. I think it was earlier. Maybe even earlier. I was just thinking maybe around 2006, 2007. Maybe. I remember <laughs> I was working in finance. Sophie was obviously working at Debella. And so you've gone from time. finance. You've been in and around the coffee industry, not in coffee, but in industry, supporting the coffee industry for some time. And right now you're working for Coffee Bags Direct. Okay. So... Tell me, why was the Coffee Commune an exciting idea for you? Why did you decide to become a member of the Coffee Commune? Oh, I partly to support you, mate, your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you originally sort of tabled the idea of it, I saw it in in the role that I'm in, in the business that I'm in, I saw it as an absolute necessity. I know the coffee world is really competitive and there is a really small community when you take the curtains off. Everybody knows everybody. They're always at the barista jams or the roasting comps or, you know, golden bean and mice. They all see each other. And what you tabled was an idea to leverage off the community side of the coffee industry. And for me, in a packaging role that is niche targeted toward the coffee industry, it was a no-brainer. Why not create from crop to the Latte glass. I'll avoid using an old. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a simple, we're going to look after green bean to your retail sales, but create a community around it, include the education and so much more. So for me, it was, well, packaging in the coffee world is absolutely necessary. You know, you're online, but also your shelved product, uh, your shelved products. And, and I didn't see it ever faltering. So the Brisbane coffee community needed somebody to sort of take the reins and say, hey, there's all these big independent guys and all these smaller crafty guys, but let's get together and sort of solidify that and have some more networking events that are based around more than just let's do some latte art and let's roast and cup. When we first discussed this idea, it was back when we were in a small little office in the back of Bowen mm. Hills before we had moved into the facility. And you were mm. one of the first first people to jump on with the idea. Yeah, Part of the reason the coffee commune exists today was because you supported the idea. We went out to the industry and said, would you support an idea like this? Would you get on board? So we're really grateful that you were one of the people that said mm. yes. You gave steam to the whole engine for us to, <laughs> to to put it into place and to get it going because because you believed in it, I guess. I want to say that we're really grateful that you believed in us before the coffee commune was even a thing. I think it was a no-brainer, mate. There was there was good chat and good vision and passion in your eyes. So it was just a, 
all right, what do you need from me? How can I support it and enable it? And to be honest, you, you asked me a heap of questions and then you went and did it. So I think some of the kudos lays with you, bud. <laughs> Thanks. appreciate it. <laughs> but look, we're here to talk a little bit more about, about what you do and what support yeah. you give to the coffee industry. So let's, let's dive a little bit more into what do you specialize in? Why are you so great at doing that? All right. So... My background was finance, which I ended up disliking, and I moved into... <laughs> Guilty. Me <yeah>. too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and with an ex-partner, I moved into opening a cafe together, which I really relished the rapport building side of it, the intimate side of being more than just, here's your coffee, here's your coffee, here's your coffee. It was creating a community, and this was out at Thornside in, in the Redland Bay region, and, and we created a community that... Whilst everybody came for coffee and food, they also came to have chats. We used to open for two hours every Christmas morning and we would smash out 400 coffees, but you'd have kids opening their presents in the store. Oh, wow. and, and Sophie and I would do something crazy like bake 400 cookies the night before and be <laughs> handing out a free cookie with every coffee and just having people showing up, even the latecomers that would show up half an hour after when you're You've closed everything except the last group. Had, oh, yeah, all right, mate, I can make you six large coffees because I know you've got the whole family at home and they all want a good, you know, espresso. And it was just um, that community side of the coffee industry that I relished, the rapport, the social side of it that I loved, as well as we've got some fancy blends and some single origins and taste this and try that. But that then led me into the role that I'm in now. And I think it's a pretty perfect role for me because I get to look at some of the finance stuff without the KPIs around selling insurance or superannuation. And then I get the social side and the networking or community side of the coffee industry, which I've really pushed to target. So we do more than just coffee bags. We do mailer boxes and protein pouches and sachets and anything and everything that could be packaged in the food and beverage industry, honestly. But I saw my strongest relationships in the coffee industry and my biggest enabling ability was to put my foot forward into that world and say, guys, we've got everything you need here from your you know, small 250 gram to your big 300 tons kind of rewind and flow wrap sort of yeah, roasters. Yeah. And I wanted to just put my foot in the door with all of those guys, make those connections and say, if I can be of assistance, let me know. And suddenly everybody started, you know, reaching out to me. One of the biggest things in this, in the role that I'm, the feedback has been, you're excellent at customer service. And that 100% comes from the coffee industry having a cafe, I go out to customers, roasters, and have a chat with them and I can feel how much they are watching every table in their roastery cafe. I can feel that they want the best customer service from me. So I can enable that. They, they give the best customer service in their role from their brand, from their business. They expect that in return. So I've had both sides of the coin and I can enable it quite yeah, fluidly. Like, I got to say, I, I totally agree with you. As someone that always gave out the best customer service mm. that I could, it's nice to get it back for a yeah. change. And I think it doesn't happen often enough. And then when it does, you're like, whoa, that and was awesome service. Because we give it all the time. Yeah. It's cool to recognize it when we get it back. Yeah. And the um, Australian <laughs> consumer in the coffee world, the food and beverage world, they expect 
polished cutlery, immaculate latte art, delicious, perfect milk, beautiful short blacks, long blacks, table certainly table service, everything. So it's so it sounds like you you've kind of brought the the best of the coffee world and introduced it um, as a service into sort of the packaging world. And I think we take we take it for granted that packaging is in everything because it's mm. like. If, if something is a thing, it needs to go in package. Yeah, a lot of people are not excited about coming to me and saying, I just need a bag for these beans. Like, I, I want to get my beans on the shelf and sell them. And they've got all these grand scaling ideas. You know, I want to get into the supermarkets. I want to go out to cafes and have a hundred you know, accounts. But they have zero excitement around the packaging when should they? half the time the packaging on the shelf is what we go for. Yeah. Yes, a good coffee by one of the big roasters might be a nice smooth coffee. But when you're looking for something different and you're walking the supermarket shelf or you get a nice coffee at the cafe and then you see the bag of beans there, what pushes the customer to buy that bag of beans is most likely going to be the packaging. Is it standing out? Is it colorful? Is there a, an emotional story, you know, printed on it? Who is this roasted by? Where are these beans from? Is this rainforest or is this somehow sustainable? So what are the what are the sort of packaging or ideas or stories that are winning right now in, in your mind? Because you see a lot of this every day. So yeah. I guess you'd be the person to ask what's what's winning, what's doing well mm. packaging wise. So the story behind the beans, yeah. that's a big one. And that isn't just this is a Colombian bean. It's this is a Colombian bean that we sponsor the farm, we give back direct to the farm. We know that we're helping advance the mm -hmm. farm's utilities, the workers are being well paid. There's a, an ethical side to the coffee. They, they like to know that, the Australian consumer. The sustainability side is the other one that's winning big. Mm -hmm. So- Thinking about in terms of the packaging material or sustainability of the product? Both. Both? So uh, I've noticed there's a bit of a, an age sort of separator in the market. You get guys that are sort of 35 to 40, especially from my side, the roasters, 35 and over, don't necessarily have too much weight on the sustainability side. But anyone under that sort of 35 Are they more price-driven? Very price-driven. So uh, price is probably the biggest thing when it comes to packaging. Yeah. You're, you're out there to sell your bag of beans. Is it a 30-cent bag or is it a 90-cent, 100% compostable bag? So what does the customer want? They want the... <laughs> <laughs> they want everything. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> they want the 100% compostable, sustainable option for 30 cents or less. It is what it is. You've got your big roasters out there and they're doing huge volumes. They want to pay 20 cents per bag and they don't actually care too much if it mm -hmm. is going into landfill. But yep. then you get your small little crafty guys who are maybe doing 100 to 300 kilos a week and they are happy to spend 90 cents on the bag and I'm sure they work it into their margin, they'd have to. But that flows through to the customer and it is in this world of imagery, you've got social media sides, that is a huge thing. I'm pretty sure if you typed hashtag sustainability into uh, Instagram, there would be billions of posts. So it, it's 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 a it's a way of marketing yeah. your brand as well. Have you had any um, any wacky packaging 
ideas or, or have yet to execute anything that's sort of out of left field? Yeah. Yeah, we've had guys that want to do test tube beans. Test tube beans? Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure you've got something on your office desk. I've got a little display thing. It's a little but like five yeah, yeah, test yeah. tubes. I can't imagine. People that want to do a test tube. Oh, okay. People that want to do, you know, like your old ancient scrolls and they come on like the oh. cylindrical scroll and you yeah. like pull it out, but then you pop the cap off. But this is your full bespoke packaging options. You're probably uh-huh. looking at $20 per package and you've got to sell the $20 worth of coffee in it, so you're looking... Yeah, you wouldn't want to put a cheap $5 coffee in that. No. It would have to be something yeah. something really special. But, yeah, there, there's a lot of movement in the coffee <laughs> industry because 99% of coffee is bagged and people want a point of difference. So we look at yeah. your, your cardboard tubes, your food-grade tubes. We look at like a small 250-gram um, carton, like fully bespoke, custom-printed, embossed carton. Some of the guys that are doing that really well at the moment are Onyx Coffee. So they do a yeah, little... Yeah, their packaging's lovely. Yeah, they're paying for it, but yeah. it is that whole iPhone unboxing experience, especially if you're receiving it online. You i got to say, yeah, out. when you get an iPhone or a yeah. cell phone, opening it is such a rush. It's the smooth texture yeah. of the box as it slides up. And then Somebody was the, telling the me... The phone sits so neatly in the... It, it looks... Yeah. It's just such an experience to open it. Yeah, somebody Coffee told me like the that. other yeah. day that... Apple spent a fortune ensuring that when you slide the box out, it's the perfect amount of time between this is exciting, this is exciting, this is exciting, <laughs> and this is becoming an issue, I'm over it. Like they spent a fortune on that, just the timing that it took. Yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah, we, well, we the, have... the traditional experience for coffee is uh, like a Ziploc bag sitting on a shelf, hmm. right? So do you see a future for that, or do you believe that that's going to evolve Away, um, away from that traditional coffee in a bag sitting on a shelf? I don't think the way that the market and my customers steer this industry, I don't feel that it will move away from bags. It is moving into that compostable avenue. I've said before, over the last five years, you've seen huge amounts of growth in using your 10 kilo drums so there are people who are making smarter decisions. So those are reusable, yeah? Yeah, reusable 10-kilo drums. It, it's something that you see a lot of the guys, roasters, okay, if you're in within 100 Ks, our guy's going to come out, drop off your new 10 drums and take the old drums back to the roastery. They get wiped down, reused. So instantly, you know, you've spent $20 on a drum, but you're spending 50 cents on a bag. Over time, that obviously comes back to you. It is a more economical and more environmental option. Outside of that 100Ks, it's difficult because Australia is vast. You've got freight charges. might cost you $1,000 to send 10 drums from Melbourne to Cairns. So usually the location plays a part on it. But and then you've got to get them back. Yeah. Yeah. It comes down to the vision and the brand and what the, yeah. the owner of that business wants to put forward. Maybe one day there'll be uh, there'll be enough in circulation to do like a like a Shep Pallet exchange yeah. <laughs> at depots yeah, or something Andy. in every country in in every state or in every city. That'd be uh, pretty cool. I think in the future you're gonna you're gonna have drones somehow involved. Drones. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not too heavy, you might send fifty kilos. Okay. Well, here's a wrapped fifty kilos on a drone out to Cairns. It's only going to cost you three hundred dollars instead of a thousand. You don't have to worry about getting drums back. The drone will bring them back, you know, swap it out. 
I think there has to be an avenue for faster than a truck. Cause, well, because the trucks hop from depot to depot. Yeah. They um, break down. The driver might not feel well. And delays are incurred. Whatever it is, but you've seen Amazon doing it. Yeah. They're, they're drone dropping purchases now. Yeah. It'll happen. I think uh, it will happen. There's a cafe. I think it's extraction in Slacks Creek are doing coffee deliveries. By just, drone. You know, coffee and food by yeah. drone. They're only small packages, but I think that's hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, they've been doing that for like two years now, I think. Yeah. It's a while. Yeah, they're a cool team down there and obviously jumped on, I think it was a local business offering drone drop. So mm. they sort of teamed up with that business to say, jump on Uber Eats or whoever it is and your two cappuccinos and a bacon egg roll will be there in 15 minutes. Oh, you're based here in Brisbane, obviously, but how far do you cover? Like, what's your range? What about if we have a client in Perth or someone like that that needs service? What's what's the options for them? Easy. Australia-wide, done. When it comes to the stock unprinted stuff, Australia-wide's easy. Custom print, Australia-wide, easy. We also service New Zealand, mm-hmm. and we do actually service globally. So I've got customers in Germany and the UK that we do custom printed stock for. We obviously just do a quick direct sea freight to them and that's it's easy it works for them but you know we have good relationships we're good at servicing them and our pricing is always on point so it sounds like you're you're involved all the way from design phase to printing to different packaging options even to shipping is there anything you don't do not really i think the diversification helps us but honestly mate it it has to be that whole journey from Mm oh my gosh, what do I put on my packaging? Here's some designers. We've got an in-house design team. There's four designers working under uh, Stuart. So he's an associated team. And he's probably working with 10 customers a week on whether it be labels or boxes or you know their bag artwork, even there. I need a new brand created. So we do from design and like, hey, you need a cheap option, a bag with a label or, okay, this big guy needs 400 rolls of rewind delivered in eight, eight weeks. We do do it all. We want to do it all. We want to solve all of the problems that the roaster can put forward. So we so even that, tap into merchandise. Yeah. Does that make it really difficult though, like for yourself to walk into a business because you offer such a huge range of services? If you just told that someone knew about all of your services, you'd be there for hours. Mm-hmm. So how do you sort of get to the bottom line about what someone actually needs? Usually it starts with the packaging. Yeah. So it's a pretty clear cut one. Packaging will require, oh, there's, there's more or less, what, three factors, I think. So you got, I need the designs done, so we can do that. I need it manufactured and delivered by this date, and I need it for this price. And we will work to our best ability to deliver that completely, sometimes better, but I'd say that that's your sort of three facets that open the door for us. Then we, we've got catalogs and so on and a showroom at Morningside. Guys come in there and go, oh, I didn't realize you guys did all this merch. I need to, I want to do like 50 tote bags or some t-shirts and I've got this, you know, the guys at Cafe Culture are doing a, you know, latte art thing in a few weeks and I'd love to have some merch there. We do printed cups, so you take away coffee cups, all that stuff. But it's, it is usually, or yeah, 99% of the time, you're opening the door with the packaging and then it's just, 
ancillary details. Cool. I think we've got a really good idea of some of the things that you cover. What's next for you? What what change do you want to see in the coffee industry or what change do you want to see in the world or what change do you want to bring into the world? It's kind of a scary question, mate. I think it has to be a scary question, doesn't it? I, I get a bit spooked when I see things pop up on the latest coffee industry newsletters and emails, EDMs around potential future coffee shortages. That stuff spooks me. You know, that, that rust that was around and still is around, I believe. But if there's no coffee, then you've got no, nothing to put in packages, I That's guess. That's right, mate. Look, the, the industry is driving forward. I think there's a big shift in a few areas. One is you've got a big shift in relation to what your consumer wants. You know, do they want coffee from that roaster who's got an umbrella at 400 accounts across Australia? Do they want a, your craft? It's like, it's like the craft beer industry. You've seen them shift from your big gold tin drinkers into your fruitier, more complex, you know, I only want to have two beers, but I want them to be flavorful and I want sweetness and other notes and so forth. So that is flowing into the coffee industry. It has been for a little while, but you're seeing those bigger guys recognize that and they're acting. You're seeing the big guys go, hey, we either need to acquire a brand that is niche to the younger, sweeter coffee drinkers of the Australian market, or they are looking at white labeling. So white labeling is quite big at the moment. You've got roasters who have a great facility setting themselves up like yourself to be able to roast for the consumer or for that brand. Your picture is a little bit different to white labeling per se, but there's a lot of roasters out there doing that, multi-brand roasting. The other fa you know, factor is your sustainability side of things. Huge pushes towards 100% compostable cups, lids, bags, boxes, etc. Can I ask a loaded question? Yeah. What does compostable mean? <laughs> okay, so this I'm pretty passionate about this. I see a lot of guys tell me things are compostable and then when I go and do my research I find them to be biodegradable which means they are industrial facility compostable only. That in itself in my eyes is not where we want to be because unless you're a big guy who can afford to truck that industrial compost safe packaging and waste to a compost composting facility it's going to go to landfill and there are not the biomes, oxygen and so forth. There's not the conditions to actually break that product down. So it's only, it can only be broken down in a special facility. Yeah, heat, light, organism, <coughs> moisture. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that, like our landfills do not have, it's not going to break down. It could be thousands of years before that bioplastic breaks down. True compostability is... I can put this wrapper in my home compost bin and within about 30 to 60 days, maybe even six months at the, on the longer side, that will be eaten up by worms, converted to dirt, and I can use that without any toxins on my own vegetable garden or so forth. So it, it's a really tough one because the package, packaging industry is a marketer's delight. Okay. <laughs> 
A hundred, like compostable, compostable, compostable. You see it everywhere, but do your research and look for Australian standards. If they don't meet Australian standards, they might meet China's standards, which are very different. You need to be aware of that. I think more education needs to be done around that. We try to do our part. We do the occasional LinkedIn post or the occasional Instagram post, or uh, we use you know EDM, direct mail marketing or email marketing, to bring that sort of thing to light. But you've got to you've got to weigh it up because coffee needs really strong barrier technology for resistance to oxygen. Yeah. Do you want your coffee to stale in two weeks? No. Okay. Well, then we can't look at compostable for you. What we've got as a middle ground right now is a 100% recyclable bag. We can do that in the coffee industry right now. Yeah. There's, there's guys out there that will let people come into their cafe or roastery and fill up a tub, something like that. That's probably the closest that you're going to get to a full circle compostable option or sustainable option, I should say. Very cool. So for those that don't know, Golden Bean is Australia's largest coffee roasters uh, competition and also seminar. Obviously, you've got some involvement in that. Yeah. So COVID impacted the coffee industry Australia-wide globally pretty hard and a lot of the roasters jumped in and started to uh, do a lot of online. So they needed packaging. So we've had a good year in our business. I reached out to the guys at Golden Bean and Cafe Culture and with Sean's help, put my name forward, put our brand and our business forward to say, we want to you know, give back. So can we try and get involved with the Golden Bean? And I think around November last year, he gave me a ring and said, hey, we want you guys to take this. So I've jumped in as a financial sponsor, but I'll also supply all of the uh, packaging and the printed cups for the competition. So um, really looking forward to it. It's in October this year. So they did shift the date a couple of months back, but yeah, really keen to get down there and get involved. It's, it's equal marketing for me and for those brands who are competing. So for other members of the coffee commune that want to get in touch with you, is there any benefit to them by dealing with you rather than someone else? Yes, absolutely. So we're located in Morningside, which is only about a 10, 15 minute drive from the coffee commune. I frequent here multiple meetings per month out here enjoying the delicious coffee. But we offer those guys a real sort of A to Z overview of what their options are. We can tap into that designer side of things. And when it comes to Coffee Commune members, we offer them an additional 5% off on stock and custom printed. So there's a full range of services plus a discount uh, for members dealing with members or dealing with other members. Basically, we're supporting the coffee commune who's supporting the coffee industry. Amazing. That's awesome. Okay, so if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how do they do that? They can reach me. I've got my LinkedIn, just Joel Farrell. Reach me on email. It's just joel at coffeebagsdirect.com.au or shoot us a message on Instagram. Jump on there. There's some really cool content some awesome stuff that we've done recently for customers. Cool. Thank you for listening to the Coffee Commune podcast. Remember to subscribe and rate this show wherever you're listening. 